What's up, Wisconsin? From the Inside Wisconsin Studios here on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts, yeah. Trevor Thomas, John Anderson. What's up, Jay? Uh, well, I'm just like we're going to start training camp or something. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> things are good, man. It's the summer. I, 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 I'm, I'm busy. I got track meets. I got uh, it should be the summer vacation, but I don't. I got track meets to take care of, and I got to go. I have to, you know, I had the 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 uh, I had the uh, hot dog eating contest, which is great. By the way, there's no more a diverse set of things than doing the Fourth of July hot dog eating contest and that gluttony, and then going out and watching the best runners in the entire country yeah. in nationals. So yeah, I got stuff going on, which is good. Different time, and, different kind of talent. Hey, you yeah. just got back from a vacation, though, did you not? I was curious. You were in Alaska. Is that okay? I was on a boat to Alaska with a bunch. Yeah. Of what was the people. most? What was the most Wisconsin thing you saw in Alaska? I was I meant to ask you that earlier. Most Wisconsin thing. Yeah, because uh, I've been to Alaska and I I remember seeing things that were like, oh, Wisconsin. Like it looks like Wisconsin. Do you remember? Uh, Did anything yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, the 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 there are large uh, the you know the, the trees and the and the foliage can be like that. Yeah. Uh, watching guys fish for salmon, you know, which you can do out if you got to True. get a trawler off of uh, Kiwani or someplace like that. You know, seeing guys, all of those charters come in and seeing kind of some of that. Um, the fact that I saw snow, <laughs> I'm like, hey, look, <laughs> that could be back home, you know. It does have it, – it, the whole place literally feels like you're just up north. You know, yeah, like, it I really mean, does. Wherever your cabin is up north, and you're like, yeah, it that's does. where it is. I, it's just I, the times you're on a boat and you can't see uh, land on either side. Um, we were in a bar in Ketchikan, and yeah. there was a, a hat. I think it was a Lambeau Field hat, just like the one you're wearing. And it was there, and I was like, "Look at that!" Everywhere yeah. you go, Wisconsin can be seen, you can including. See that. I was gonna say you can see that, and then, like I said, you get open the big water, and you think, "Okay." But I've had to tell people this before, uh, and and those of us are from uh, that that don't have a real sense of the size of Lake Michigan, right? Like you can get on yeah. Lake Michigan, and you you can not see land on either side. It's that yeah. big, you know. So, feels like the ocean. I was going to say the most Wisconsin parts of SportsCenter are on today's show together. Not many people know that. When you and Nicole Briscoe, our guest today, host SportsCenter, it is Wisconsin. You guys own that. And I love hearing, like, Packers talk or Brewers talk from you. Like, you tip your hand. You do. You do just a little bit. Oh, that sure. You're both. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I listen, I don't mind. But, yeah, we, are, we, we, bring, we bring the uh, high cholesterol SportsCenter to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that it happens. But uh, people – but. Uh, She's a little um, – she is not as Wisconsin well-known. She should be, but, you yeah. know, she grew up in Illinois. But she'll, she'll tell you all about that. But, yeah, she's, she's, as, she's full-on. She's Scotty. And, uh, and together, yes, well, uh, once in a while we show our disgust. But you can okay. kind of do that because people are like, okay, the Brewers are harmless. It's not like you're going, God, the Yankees are struggling. Great. Tell me about your $300 million payroll in your 27 World Series. I'll cry <laughs> a river for you. So, right. But yeah, right. uh, one one of my favorite people, uh, and one of the great people to do a show with, and um, uh, I am I am lucky on the nights that I get to sit next to her on the desk and share the desk. And we're lucky to watch it. All right, speaking of, let's watch this awesome stories from Wisconsin's own and ESPN Sports Center anchor Nicole Briscoe on the Inside Wisconsin Show. The Inside Wisconsin Show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. J.A., when Nicole confirmed that she was going to come on, I sent yep. the link to her email. 
and I said, Wisconsin's own Nicole Briscoe, also ESPN Sports Center. Thanks for coming on. But here's what I said. I said, we're going to talk your roots here in Wisconsin. We're going to yep. talk Packers and literally anything else other than the fact that you're a Cubs fan. That's it. Whatever you want. And I almost showed up wearing a cup sweatshirt, but it was too hot. You would have. Yeah. I you can't would. believe I can't believe you outed her right away. I was going to wait till people really embraced her and were like, "Oh, it's one of us. It's great." It and makes sense. It if you know sense. my story, it makes sense. It really does. Well, that's well, why you're here. We're going to learn your story. That's okay. the whole idea. All right, all right. Well, I won't. I won't take. I won't steal your thunder. I'll just wait. Okay. Yeah, good. Listen, I can't complain too much because in this room where I'm sitting, I'm within arm's leg uh, distance of a Walter Payton jersey and a couple of Walter Payton pictures. So yeah. I have a, yeah, but I, a little. I feel like that's okay. My I mom just, would not. My mom would not be on board with that. Like my mom is the one who, like to this day, was like, I don't want to hear anything bad. I don't want to hear anything bad about anyone on my Packers. Like she bleeds green and gold in a way mm-hmm. that like is is so embedded in her DNA. Like she told me the other day. He's happy. Aaron Rodgers now plays in New York, so she gets to still see him play. I'm like, but I what? What is wrong with you? No. Yeah, she still loves him. Don't hate, appreciate. That's all we're no. trying to do. No, I hate. Okay, so Trevor kind of touched. Like, you don't have to make your bona fides to us. Okay. Uh, for your Wisconsin roots, but it is. It's what we're born in Wausau. I was born in Wausau. And love the pack. Uh, so that's really all we need. But if you want to elaborate yeah. on it, that'd be great. I was born in Wausau. My entire family. Uh, with the exception of my brother uh, and my parents, who then retired in Connecticut. But that's within the last few years. But everyone else in my family is still in Wisconsin. And I was born in Wausau. So I lived there until I was about seven or eight. And when I was at that age, my dad got a job in Rockford, Illinois, and we moved to Roscoe, Illinois. And if you're looking at the map, like where we were, I could just like throw a rock and be in Wisconsin. So I grew up in this like really weird state line area where I could be the Packers fan with the rest of my family and everyone else in my family, like cousins, aunts, uncles, like the whole, everyone, um, they're Brewers fans. But the first ballpark I went to was Wrigley Field. And I went with my dad who had tickets with his new company. And so this day was like this daddy daughter date. And he told me all these stories about a goat and God only <laughs> knows what else I was fed that day. But like I fell in love with that day and everything about it and so we started becoming cubs fans so it's it's like my fault but also my dad's fault um and that's why we're cubs fans but like everything else is is wisconsin except for like i also grew up sort of like a bulls fan but i'm like a nine i'm like a 90s kid like how was i not gonna be a bulls fan in the 90s like so it, it does make sense it's just you know a little weird who was a cub at the ballpark that day? Like, who was playing? Is that Bobby? I couldn't Denier tell you. And Durham and all those things. No, no, I could not. I could not tell you. I don't even know. I have zero memory if they won the game or not. I just remember being at the ballpark with my dad, and then like we would go back over the years. Um, but that's how it started, and it must have been something for my dad too, because like the whole family, like our immediate four, we went down the Cubs road, and everyone else stayed in Milwaukee. When you say. Home, then. Are you referring to south of the border or Wisconsin? All of it. <laughs> like, no, are you part of Beloit or South Beloit? Are you a suburb? No, so look, no. I think I. This is. I think when I was like, I was born in Wisconsin, so that's like my soul. But then I was raised in Illinois. But I'm not really like a proper Illinois kid either, because when I, I think when I think of home, I think of Wisconsin. Yeah. I don't really. 
It's complicated, but no, I'm a Wisconsin, I'm a Wisconsin kid. It's just a weird little like five miles of space. So if somebody yells at you that you're a fib, you don't turn around. You're like, that's not no. Me. Oh hell no. I'm a no, I'm a cheesehead. I'm a cheesehead, <laughs> yes. but I'm a North Sider. That's how I describe myself. Yes, that's my sports allegiance. That's a really nuanced <laughs> argument, by the way. But uh, the fib thing? No, the whole thing. The whole thing. That's very oh, okay. nuanced. It's very hard to uh, I'm a something cheesehead. What what do you got there? That's a dog. Yeah. It's a dog who's come to visit me. Sorry. Dog. Hi. Say hi to this is Cooper's. Cooper's? Cooper's. Cooper's. After the Australian beer. You know, they're needy. Shocker. Shocker. Well, okay. So that's another story. Did you have the dog with the Australian name or the husband with the Australian name first? Both. The husband's Australian. <laughs> the dog came from this family. Um, like his mom's name is Tipsy. Um, and I don't remember his dad's name, but he comes Wait, from like the a dog's line. name or your husband's. Pop? No, my husband's okay. name is just Ryan, but the dog's <laughs> no, mom's name is Tipsy, and like it, it comes from like a line of like martinis and Cosmos and like all these like alcohol names. So we got this beast of a creature. We're like, what are you gonna name him? It should be something, you know. We were going through the list, and we decided to name him Cooper's because it's an Aussie beer. So there you go. Retriever. Yes, he's I a very thought, handsome boy. I thought Foster's was Australian for beer. That's too lame. But no That's one drinks I, it. No, I didn't know. Yeah, okay. No one drinks it. Let's There's another one called like in there, and all I crowning. see is US advertising. So then that, that's what you get. Mm, yeah, it's like going to Outback, and you can get Correct. shrimp on the Barbie. No. Did you just say never crownings? Crowny. Oh, I was gonna say, why do all the beers in Australia end with an S? That's weird. Fosters, Coopers. Foster Coopers. I don't know. They like to abbreviate everything too. Mm -hmm. So I don't think Crowny is actually. I think it's called Crown Victoria. But you call it crowny. Uh, if, if you can bring the girls home someplace, uh, you have two daughters. Yes. Uh, in Wisconsin, someplace and spend a week for the summer, where would you bring them? Or in the winter, I don't care if you want to go take them skiing. Uh, where would you go? It would be somewhere in the summer. It would either be like Door County-esque, that area, or it would be up. We used to rent a house, my mom's family, or my, my parents, and then my mom's sister and my cousins. We used to rent a house together in Hayward. Um, and it would, it would, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it would, I think that's where I would go with them, like way up there. Hayward. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's it's a, a long drive. It's so, <laughs> it's a long drive, but it's so green and it's so quiet and it's so like, you know, when you hit the reset button sort of like on your life, mm -hmm. that's what, that's how I think about Hayward. Like I, I, it's just like, it's quiet. It's clean. It, you have cell phone service, but it may not be reliable. Like, it's just the place you go to just reset, relax, and don't worry about anything else. It's called God's country. That's kind of what we call it here also still. That, for, there you go. Yeah. It's so like, but that's that's actually part of why I I don't mind living in Connecticut because the trees, it's so green mm -hmm. and like lush. There are places in Connecticut that are the same. And there are sometimes when being in Connecticut reminds me of being home. That's true. John says that too. That there's something about yeah you said that that there's something about Connecticut that kind of feels like Wisconsin but you always yeah. so yeah. Um, bad news that was the most Illinois thing to say ever that you would take your family to Door County like <laughs> oh but okay so, but, my fam but my family yeah, well, has a Chicago. my family has my family has a thing uh, like a, a little like thing there so I could like ah. go there and then like there's also a cabin in my where, where is that cabin though I forget the name of the place my my dad's family has this like a hundred and 20 year old cabin hmm. um 
but it's um, cabin is is being generous. It's sure. it's more like the size of the room that I'm in right now. So it would be That's a little awesome. hard. But that place is also very cool. On no lake. plumbing, probably an outhouse. Yeah, probably. We've all been yeah. There. So we've Trevor's all been got one of these places too. He's like, oh, I got to call you from up there. But they've got like a a, a big flat screen TV nailed to a tree or something. Like they've we totally we've... taken they've totally taken the pure God's country. Well, it is, but with you know with direct TV. Right, it's glamping, exactly. glamping. It's called. See, glamping. I'm on board. I'm on board with that. We can glamp all we want, but we're not <laughs> camping. No. Yeah, no, exactly. No, no, no. no tents. We need power. You know what's funny, John? I, we sold that place, but just today, this is breaking news. Uh, we're about to buy a motorhome, so we're back in the glamping business. <laughs> that feels yeah. also very Wisconsin. Not gonna lie. Oh, yeah. so Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> if you're gonna buy, okay, wait. If you buy the Winnebago, are you gonna be the family that has like the map on the back? Where every place you go, you put like your you fill in the state, so it's just like the outline of the country. But like mm, we went to Idaho this week, so Idaho is now red. I don't know. And now are you, you have a have camera in my house? That's freaking weird. Like we have one of those maps that we all have pins in. Yes, but well, easy. you need it on the back of the Winnebago as like proof yep. of like proof of life for the Winnebago. That's screwed up because it actually is a Winnebago too. Like that's. Of course it is. And then I'll give you my brother's uh, give you my brother's number, and he'll pour you the foundation on the driveway on the left, so you can park it in there park and have it the there. spot. You'll <laughs> need that too. You'll need the That's apron. So true. Why uh, widen? We can get that done for you. That's awesome. All right, Nicole. So in the last episode, we talked a little bit about racing uh, because yeah. it's so deep rooted here in Wisconsin. Where did that start for you? Not in Wisconsin. Right. That whole part of my life, that whole part of my career makes zero sense. Like <laughs> I, I grew up Packers, stick and ball, like that was my thing. Um, but the racing thing, I did not get introduced to motorsports until I moved to Indianapolis for a job, which was like in 2004, um, like in April of 2004. And if you know anything about Indy in the month of May, like you live, eat, breathe the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And um <laughs> At the time, the Pacers were in the playoffs and they were playing the Heat. And like the older guys in the office were like, well, we're going to go to the Heat. We're going to go to Miami for a week and we're sending you to the track. Go be a grunt. And the grunt went to the track and was like a sponge. And I like soaked up everything that I possibly could and asked a million dumb questions. Um, and sort of like one opportunity led to the next out of sort of like my first two weeks on the job in Indianapolis. Um, but no, I like there's the Rockford Speedway. Um, which I just heard is closing or closed. Um, I never went as a kid. And I like, I've got friends like Matt Kenseth or um, like Wisconsin didn't know him, didn't know him until like years later when we were both in NASCAR. So it, I had on here, I was wondering if, if you found racing or racing found you, it found you. It totally found me. Yeah. Like if you, can you swear on the show? Yeah. Totally. Okay. Like if you had said to me, you're going to spend the better part of a decade of your life in NASCAR, or you're going to spend the better part of a decade doing bullshit. I would have like hoisted that bullshit flag and mm -hmm. saluted it. Like it made no sense, but it, it's sort of one of the things that I think is weird about our careers where when you're young and you have zero responsibilities outside of yourself, you, you say yes to everything. And mm -hmm. like, when you say yes to all of those things that are way outside your comfort zone, you end up like in these weird spots meeting new people. And then before you know it, you go down this path that you like never thought you would go down. And for me, that's, that's motorsports. Speaking of BS, I tell people all the time, you can't BS uh, the racing crowd. 
No. Like you can kind of get over on baseball because you've played it a little bit or you watched it since you were eight and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like if you don't know what it means to really, you know, you're trimming the front or you're taking a, what is it they, you know, they uh, t- putting a little wedge or, t- you know, right. Like if, if you just kind of try to say that, like you don't know mm-hmm. what you're talking about, they will spy you and out you in a minute. I feel like, so I had one of those moments in my first like couple days in Indianapolis because Dario Franchitti white walled his tires. And I thought that meant that he'd like crashed, like he'd done damage. And like, I had sort of asked, I didn't even remember what question I asked. It was probably dumb, probably wasn't even a question, but I said something and he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he thought like, who is this freaking idiot? Um, but like, that was one of the things that I learned really early on was to ask all of the dumb questions to people who weren't going to judge me and then sort of like keep my questions clean for like the actual people. You think there are a million dumb questions, but you, you need to ask them because otherwise... Otherwise, you're not going to know. How are you going to learn? Yeah. So even things seem elementary. And, and, and if you just go, listen, I'm trying to learn. I, I didn't grow up around... I didn't grow up on, you know, no. Gasoline Alley. It's hard, but... So but. I had, we, had this, we had this racing analyst who worked with our station in India, Derek Daly, who like had a career in open wheel. And he was like taking me around and like just teaching me everything that I could. And we were, this is, this is indie car. So like you finesse the cars a little bit more. Like you don't beat on them with a hammer. Um, you're not going to use duct tape. <laughs> like they're a little bit more fine tuned sort of thing. Very different than NASCAR. Um, and so he was telling me like basically that story. Don't beat on the cars. It's very finesse. Like every little, like if you get a scratch on it, it could, it could mess with the aerodynamics. And he was like, you know, you're not going to see anyone beating on the car. We round the corner and like AJ Foyt's garage is the first one in Indy. And I kid you not, we round the corner and here is this, at the time he was probably like what, 60 something. He's standing in the garage with some sort of metal piece in his hand and he's just beating on the front <laughs> wing of the car, like the most like important to like the arrow and he's just beating on it. And I was like, so don't do that. And he, and he was like, no, don't do that. He's like, you'll learn quickly. Don't do what they do. And I was like, oh, okay. When he comes through, that's his, that's, yeah, I can still see mm-hmm. him. He got out of a car once at Indy after the thing broke and he just took a, took a, a, a hammer to it. And yes. I, it, it was kind of like, it's kind of, it was almost like he was trying to get reception out of a TV. I don't really know what I'm going to do, but I feel like oh. if I hit it enough, it'll, something will work. There are so many stories about that man. And like, one of them was like, oh, he eats like butter and sugar. He'll dip a butter stick in sugar. And I was like, no, that doesn't happen. No, it does. Nope. If I hadn't witnessed it with my own two eyes, I would have been like, what? No. Yep. It happens. That's a snack. I don't know if he does it anymore, but I did witness it, you know, back in the day. Listen, I know he's a Texan, but you could, you could get away with that, you know, in Wisconsin. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> and stuff. So yeah. I want to, I, I, I don't want to get too deep in all the racing stuff. And yet somehow I'm now we're here and I'm compelled. So uh, true or false? Cause I think I might've made this up. Uh, you, you met Ryan over an oil change. Uh, flat tire. <laughs> flat tire. Okay. I knew it was something like that. Yeah, pit stop. Um, Yeah, no, uh, we didn't. I basically interviewed him. And that was it for the job, for the husband job, or for something else? Yeah, I laid laid out the paperwork. No, (laughs) no, it was for something else. Like I had seen him and he had seen me, but I didn't. um, Like this is back when like we didn't have everything on our phones immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is pre iPhone. Um, So like you knew a team had a new guy, but you didn't really know the new guy. Um, and I'd seen him around cause we lived in like the same area. And so I walked into the, like the hauler and the, the transporter 
to like do an interview with Ganassi's new guy and it was him. <laughs> now I was dating somebody else at the time. Um, and so Ryan basically spent the bulk of the year telling me your boyfriend is a jackass. Um, and he wasn't wrong. Um, <laughs> and so after, after we broke up and some time went by, then yeah, I sort of. Well, so I asked you that question. So I could ask you this one. Oh no. All these guys that I know that I've met. So I worked in, I worked in Tulsa for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And every once in a while, we'd get guys that were A-list NASCAR guys, A-list indie guys, because no matter what they drive to make their money, they always want to drive something else that sort of connects with their childhood. So is Ryan a guy that would go drive at like the Chili Bowl Nationals or want to get in a midget car or something? Like, is he one of those guys that they, they seem to love to go do this? Yes. When it connects with their roots or their youth or whatever. But you're like, Tony Stewart, what are you doing here? Like, dude, to drive this car and this bull ring, I'm in. I do it anytime. Yeah. Bathurst and he's done it. Um, there's a big race in Australia and it's, mm -hmm. I, to be honest, I've never been there for it. So I can't give you all the de details, but it's Bathurst. It's, I think, I think it's the Bathurst mm -hmm. 1000. Um, and then there's a Bathurst like 12 hour race. He's done the Bathurst race and I know he wants to go back and do like the, the endurance race and it just hasn't worked with his schedule yet. But yes, that is it. Cause that's the thing. I was talking to somebody earlier today and they were asking about an F1 driver um, who is retired and, and, but he has recently done a race and they were like, what do you, I thought he was retired. I was like, oh, he may have retired from like, you know, mm -hmm. this box, but he's over here in this box. Like it never, like, it never leaves them kind of thing. It's not, it's racing is weird. It's not like a football player where once you retire from the game, you're done. Mm -hmm. You have so many different areas in which you can still play in the sandbox. That tends to be what happens with, with drivers. We're going to talk more about racing, positive of that, after a quick break, though. we got to take a quick break. Wisconsin's own Nicole Briscoe. It's awesome. Like, nobody knows you're from Wisconsin. I'm glad that we own your soul. That's what I heard that. you say. You do. You own my soul. That's where, yeah, that's where I'm from. We own your soul. That's all we wanted anyway. All right, back in a second. ESPN Sports Center's Nicole Briscoe. Inside Wisconsin Show. The Inside Wisconsin Show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. All right, J.A., confession time. This is really fun. So uh, we know that Festival Foods does these gas rewards, right? Pump up the savings, Festival Foods gas rewards. About, For yep. every dollar you spend at Festival Foods, you earn a point. That means 100 points equals 10 cents off per gallon of gas. My wife, Amanda, is the grocery shopper here in the household at Festival Foods. She made me get one of these, which I'm very grateful for, but she okay. hates it when I steal her points. So I'm at Quick Trip the other day, <laughs> and I remember I have this, and I put it in because it asks you for it on the pump at Quick Trip. It's like, yep. oh, Festival Fuel Rewards, Festival Foods Gas Rewards. Yes, I do. I put that in, and then it pops up and says to me, would you like 20 cents off a gallon? To which I go. Yes, I would. Seems easy. I fill up. I use those gas rewards. And then I get home. And I don't say a word about it. Because I don't so think that... This is a shared account. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She made me get one of these for yep. us. Yes. Or she gave me... I, either way, yes, we have a shared account. Um, until she goes to fill up the next time. And then I get a text message. Did you save some money on gas? Did you? Did you? Like, I don't... Maybe... She wasn't fond of me stealing her gas rewards. I can imagine why. It was quite a bit of savings. All of our money is together anyway. I don't understand. Is it like a badge of honor? Does it come out of the same 
checkbook? All of it. All of it comes out of the same everything. Yes, but there's there, this is like a badge of honor. When you save that much money on gas and festival foods, when you fill up a quit trip because you have all these points, it's like well, she earned uh, the right to use that. There you we go. Not. I think so. Yeah, uh, uh, I put the food to a good home, clearly, but right. I apparently can't. You're go not in the again. produce section squeezing melons. You're not out there <laughs> picking out tomatoes. You're not looking at cuts of beef. None no. of that. No, but I definitely yeah. help cook it every once in a while, yeah. and I eat it a lot of it. Yep. Clearly, you're a terrible human being. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe my point is, uh, sure. couples out there, go and sign up for Festival Foods Gas Rewards, festfoods.com slash gas dash rewards, and then steal your spouse's rewards. It's fun. So just a quick lesson here. Before you get married, make sure you're on the right page with uh, religion, having kids, and who gets the, the Festival Foods fuel points. Yeah. Yep. That's Festival Foods before you ever get to the altar. Yeah, we're good. We're good, promise. Back between segments with our friend Nicole Briscoe. Time for another top five list, as always, presented by the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Make a smart investment and choose from 50 academic programs, including criminal justice, forensic investigation, and education. UW Platteville's affordable cost means you'll graduate with less student debt and more opportunity. Find out more at uwplat.edu. J.A., the last top five list we did, we love to hate. It was awesome. The top five villains that we love to hate in Wisconsin sports. I'm sticking on that because I found that when we talk about things Wisconsin loves to hate, it brings us joy. That's what we're (laughs) all about. For a place that we're trying to be relentlessly positive in this space for 58 or, uh, uh, you know, 67 minutes, whatever these things have to be, right? Where we try to be relentlessly positive and bring joy. Every once in a while, you know, we derive joy from the misery of others and what's wrong with that. And there's a lot of joy to be had. So, all right, back on that same train. Yeah. We talk a little bit about the Cubs to open the show with Nicole Briscoe. And you and I have not shied away from we really hate the Cubs. We don't like them. We don't like them. So, I was curious. I'm going to wait real quick. You know what Cubs stands for? Anyway. I'm I'm aware. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. All right. Okay. So uh, I asked you if there was five teams other than the Cubs, because they yeah. clearly take the cake in our minds. What yeah. are the the top five teams that Wisconsin loves to hate? What are your top five? Uh, these are mine. Okay. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I didn't do one. I'll be honest. I, I because I've kind of um, I know it's villain, but I, I like I still had Joe Buck number four. <laughs> Jeez, so, they hate him and Troy Aikman together. My God! So, but I say that now, and I'll, I'll move that out of the way, okay? Just because okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a different one up there just so that we don't totally. But I wanted people to know originally I had Joe Buck in the top five again for you. Honestly, though, if you could pick a team, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman would make the list of top five so, things right, Wisconsin maybe, maybe number four is whoever the Packers are playing when Buck and Aikman have the game. Yep, that's that could be yeah. number four. Yeah, but that's anyway, awesome. uh, I have one that I, I, I want your idea on this because I don't know. Like, is Minnesota football on the list? Because I, I know that the Paul Bunyan axe is there and the Badgers want to beat him, but I don't know that I feel – a lot of angst or, uh, or, or hate for them. I don't know. I had so many friends that went over to the U and then they stayed and they had a good time. And so I don't know that I can hate a gopher. There's a lot I, of people that go there from here. And that yeah. surprises me. Um, yeah. I do believe though, if we're, I'm about to make sure I get this right. PJ Fleck, right? That's their head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Roll the he, boat. Exactly. He took it to a different level. 
So that we hate yeah. them, but I don't know. Are they top five worthy? Yeah, uh, not in my book. I, yeah. I'm not quite there, but I reserve the right. You know who else isn't going to be in my book? Dallas. They're not 100 percent been in my book. I'm trying to I'm trying to spread some of the wealth. I'm trying to spread some of the <laughs> anger outside of the NFL. You All know, right. but they're just you know. And listen, we've gotten over them for the long time. You know, and and. One of my favorite things I relish doing with people when they find out from Wisconsin, especially if I'm in around Texas because I have relatives there and stuff, I love to hear them talk about the Des Bryant catch. I love. I will, I will argue with those people all day long and I find great joy in that. You know, because they always forget, like, if he caught that, that somehow they won the game. I'm like, Aaron Rodgers went back and beat you guys in 13 seconds. You don't think with four minutes or whatever, he had two and a half on the clock, he wasn't going to come down and still kick the crap out of you? Like, yeah. that's fine. But you were losing the game. So whatever it is, you know. I will cheer for Dallas once in my life. Once. once. Week two, this NFL season, they play the Jets. There you go. You're go such Cowboys. A bitter, you are such a bitter man. Such, <laughs> I will say this, though. If If – Des Bryant had caught that in our backyard playing ball. I bet in yours, touchdown. Hundred percent. Let's catch. Right. If that that by the way, that's how I judge every NFL rule. If it's stupid or not, I just go. Is that a hole? Was that a catch in my backyard? Yes. Okay. Then it should be a catch in the NFL. Yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers still would have beaten. Uh, number five is a tie between the Celtics and the Sixers for beating up on all the great Bucks teams uh, in the seventies and eighties. Still mad about that. The Sixers yeah, really, knocked us really, out of the playoffs in the early 90s, too. Remember? Really, really good team, and then they'd go win the championship. Ugh. So those teams are there. Uh, number five, uh, number four, excuse me, either we can go with Joe Buck and the, you know, the team they're calling, or I, I just I, I can't, I just can't get Seattle out of my mind after the onside kick and uh, the, the, the simultaneous catch. On my, like both those have soured me so. That, that sometimes Kenny Maine and I can't speak of these things. <laughs> they did okay. steal John Schneider from deep here, Wisconsin, too, by the way. Let's not ignore that. Yeah. So that I just I can't get those are two of the most heinous things that have ever happened on a football field. Yeah, one horrible bad. ref call. And then the other one. Just just get out of the way and let the other guy do the job. I Bostic? still feel that. Bostic came back to Lambo the other day and did a Lambo leap. I'm like, did they let him in the? I didn't know he could get in the building. By the way, how does Aaron Rodgers' legacy change if they go to that Super Bowl? Oh man, everything changes. Everything changes. How is his life different? They get that they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. How does his life change against a team that nobody thought could be beat on their field? You would be mad that he's a Jet right now. You would be so pissed. You're right. Instead, you're rooting for Dallas. Oh, that sucks. Number yeah. three, with all apologies to Luke Fickle, is Ohio State. Oh, it's not even – oh, number three. <laughs> I thought that was higher. That would have been – oh. They're three. Those guys are just, you know, I, I just can't. There's nothing there that is the least bit redeemable. And I even like, you know, Buckeye stickers, but the, the thought of it. But, yeah, so they're, they're just uh, – they're the – if uh, was it the Boston guy that said the Yankees were the evil empire, like they're the evil empire. Totally. Absolutely. So they're three. Well, to our, to our credit with Luke fickle, he doesn't use the word the. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. So two then uh, is for everybody. Uh, that's the bears. They still suck is what, uh, is what last oh, time I was back and I heard them, the people said the bears still suck. Yeah. It I happens from time it. to time. 
And number yeah. one, I think, is obvious because I think there is still some modicum of respect with the Bears because of Lombardi and Hallis and the original NFL. So I think there's at some point in there a little a, a begrudgingly a begrudging respect. Number one, there's none. And while we can't hate the Gophers, we can hate the Vikings. Absolutely. I was hoping that was going to be number one. Right? Ah. Not even close. It's funny. The university, we're like, yeah, it's okay. It's harmless, whatever. Vikings, forget it. They're out. And, and, and I get it. I think the time the Wisconsin fan was in and around near Chippewa Falls, when he tried to light the Viking fan on fire, was a bad idea. Bad call. I don't want to endorse that kind of thing. That was horrible. Um, but – the Vikings are far away. Like, I don't even know if there's kind of like, if you were going to put it on a list and you're just like, oh, here, I'll single space it. You wouldn't put like a double space Vikings. Then you go bears and the rest, <laughs> of them. you know, when, when did they take over for the bears? Do you think? I don't know. There I, was a succession for sure. You'd think, I don't know. I go back and I, I, in, in my childhood, if those people my age, again, I, I speak to that a lot sometimes. Like, they couldn't get when the Vikings were with Fran Tarkington, they came and broke our hearts a million times. Even hmm. once we had a great 10, 10 tie in the snow of Lambeau field one year in the seventies, four, five, six, I don't know where it was, but they won the division every year for so long. And even, in, and then they go and lose super bowls, which was even more depressing. So uh, in my case, I've disliked them. And maybe that was because I kind of shined to Walter Payton too, but they have always been, a needle, but I know what you're saying that at some point they were they pulled even, and then from there somehow they sprinted away. Yeah, gone. <laughs> they, are, they are on their own right now, right? There's nobody. I don't know that there's anybody in their class. Even people that was like I said, even people that go the Bears still suck. But you know what? Hallis was okay, and Lombardi liked him. The rumor, the the the, the myth is that uh, George Hallis was the only coach that Lombardi would go across the field and shake his hand after the game. After I just went, he wasn't, you know, he talked to him beforehand and all that stuff. But after the game, he just went back into the locker room and ran off. But they said he always shook, um, uh, Vince Lombardi shook George Howell's hand. In fact, that's the picture. I think that picture is on my door at work. Oh, really? I have a picture, have a picture of Hank Aaron uh, in the on-deck circle um, on the door. And then just below it is a black and white picture that I actually got from the Packer Pro Shop. Of Hallis and um, and Coach Lombardi shaking hands at midfield, which is sort of my my plea for the universe and world peace. <laughs> it's working. It's working. I don't know that it is. I think more people need to see see, see <laughs> that picture. You could probably like you know send that. I just sent that up to Washington. Put this in the people's house so that everybody that went through, uh, you know, that then we would see that. Schiff and McCarthy could be great together because look, Hallison and and Vince could work it out. I think one of them was a pallbearer for the other. Hmm. You know that yeah, story? I don't. I don't. But I, I would not be surprised. Yeah. Um, and it would have to be um, that Hallis was for Lombardi. It couldn't. Th- it could only happen one way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's why I said I didn't know who died first. The other. Well, no. There's only one way it could have happened. Yeah, that's fair. I think if you do the math on that. Uh, I believe it can only have been that Hallis was uh, for Lombardi. Awesome. But, you know, Lombardi had a great respect for the founders of the NFL. He loved the league. He had, you know, and his time in the Giants uh, with the Maris, he was around these guys that were titans of, of bringing the NFL yeah. uh, into being and then what it became. Sweet.
All right, back to Briscoe. Good list. Vikings stink. Yeah, hate them. We're back the Inside Wisconsin show. Trevor Thomas, John Anderson, and Nicole Briscoe. Those two work at ESPN. Yep. This guy just doesn't want to be. Major right, so, good for you. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Direct TV stream. You're welcome. Uh, you guys had actually a really cool experience the other night that I was hoping to bring up. This seems like a good yeah. time. You're on the air for a perfect game. That's sick. Talk to me about it's that like, quick. My dad brought that up the other day. He was like, there's only been 24 in the history of baseball, and you got to report on it. And I was like, huh. I was more thinking of the lack of sleep that that led to. But then I was like, you know what? That is really that is really cool to 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 see it happen and and kind of be a part of it. And then like John did an interview with Ryan Rugo, who was on the call for the game. Yeah. And let's be let's be honest. When our when our CP was like, we're going to bring on Ryan Rugo, we're like, oh, what are we going to get out of it? And then we had him on, and I was like, I take it back. I was I made a mistake. My judgment. I made I was I was a snappy poor judgment. And Rugo was great, and like his perspective of like and how nervous he was was so like honest and refreshing. It was great. Did you uh, so, did you make it to New York the next morning? I did. Oh, oh my god! Wait, the traffic was a. No one told me the president was going to be there yesterday. So not only is it like essentially the beginning of a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. The president is in the city. It took me about three hours to get there, and it took me more than three and a half to get home last night. And I brought my six-year-old with me, and she was a trooper. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know when you fall asleep and you have one of those really big like jumps that it wakes you up because you're so tired? That's what happened to me last night. I hate that. <laughs> and so, by the way, did you? so she had to go to New York for a, a clothing thing. Yeah. Which we do once a year. It's not, yeah. I don't want to make that sexist, right? I, the gal that you saw, no, we all do it. Yeah. me all the time. Hey, when you're coming down to get another yeah. blue suit, uh, did you, did you, did you get good stuff? Was it all right? Was I, it did a, I did a lot. Were you of there damage. like 90 minutes or were you there longer? No, I was there. I got there around 1130 and I didn't leave until four. Oh, wow. Because, okay, so this is like, it sounds way bougier and like <laughs> way cooler than the actual experience is because like we're on TV four times a week and like it's easier uh, no offense john it's, it's easier for you you could wear the same suit every damn day and change the shirt and tie and no one would know i have to go months between wearing this a similar thing so like the wardrobe has to be big and i and i use rent the runway to help like offset things too so this was like gotta go in and get a bunch of stuff and she she pulled this stuff and i was like am i i <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't wear that. Like, that is not me. There is, it was like, just, it was, if you put like boring and beige on a clothing rack, that was it. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. So she was great. Let's go walk the floor. So for like two hours, we walked these two levels at Bloomingdale's and I was just like, I'll take this, I'll take this, I'll take this. And then you're like in the dressing room and you're just trying it all on. And you're like, yes, no. And my little one was hilarious because she was like, mommy, mm -mm. no, no. And I was like, well, what about this one? She's like, yes. Oh, it but it was, Trev, we thought we taped some stuff before the show because it was done. We talked to John Boucher-Dross yeah. and some things, and we thought we might have to do the A's. We thought we could maybe get out by 2.30. No, was, 12.30. We, 12 our show went on at, yeah, our show went on at midnight that night, and we, we thought totally we thought we'll be, we'll be out of the building before the show ends. Like, we were cruising. And then, like, we were in the middle of something, and, and Evan came in our ears, and he was like, hey, uh, Herman has a perfect game going through six. Like, yeah. yeah. But in the end, what? you'd rather be there that night than not. Totally. 
Yes, totally. Like, Don't get me wrong. It's just, yeah. Nothing about anything ever John has said to me says you're going to get out of there when you think you're going to get out of there. That's your guys' fault. 1230 for a 12 o'clock show? Does that ever happen? All I hear is John going, yeah, I hope I get out at 1230 and I'm out of there at 3. Yeah, that happens. Sometimes it does happen. Yeah. Good On for you. That's you great. can beat the show home, but not... not yeah. Not it didn't uh, happen the other night. Mm-mm. I don't know that we've ever had time for this kind of really serious talk when we sit there at night, though. Uh, why journalism? Why sports? Why did that pique your fancy? I honestly think it's just part of like my DNA. Like I was those, mm-hmm. I, I think it was one of those things where... Like if you if you look at my childhood, especially during football season, we would watch as a family. And I'm I'm not just talking my mom, my dad, and my brother. It was my mom, my dad, my brother, my mom's parents, so my grandparents, and then my my aunt and uncle, and then their three to four kids, depending on where we are. It was like, where are we watching the game? Whose house? What are the snacks? And so, like the that was so much a part of my family life for all of those you know months during the year that it just kind of became part of who I was. And then, you know, my dad took me to Wrigley when I was eight and then that became part of who I was. And I was a really like inquisitive kid where I, I wanted to know all the things and I would ask all of the questions and I expected my dad to know the answers to all the questions. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many times now he lied to me just to get me to (laughs) shut up, but you know, that happens as a parent. But I, so I remember one day, like my mom and I, we were, I think we were watching Oprah, which is a little bit of a stretch, but my mom looked at me and she was like, you know, you could do something like that someday. And I, at the time I had no idea what she meant. And then she explained it. And it sort of like was this little seed that like became like this, you know, dream. Um, and from the time I was like 11 years old, when you asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, it was the Monday night football sideline reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't remember wanting to be anything else. Like if, mm-hmm. if I were to change jobs right now, I have no idea what it would be. I have no idea. <laughs> it's like me. The last really paying job I had that was not uh, in television was at McDonald's. Yeah. I was a, I was a waitress at a, a local restaurant. Terrible waitress, by the way, like the worst. <laughs> um, and then I was in, I it was, I was, a, I was taking my first year of college and I had a professor during like, one of those communications classes that you needed to take, like the prereq for graduation. I was taking that mm-hmm. class and he was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I you know, probably gave him my spiel. And he was like, go get an internship now. He goes, because sometimes you do, you know, four years of school and then you end up getting a job. And the thing that you studied is mm-hmm. not what you thought it was. He's like, go get an internship now. So I think his like recommendation was coming from like a land of being somewhat cynical, but it ended up being the best thing for me because I got this internship and then I started working there at the station. I was like, hi, what can I do? Can I do that? Can I help? Can I do this? And that's, that's just how like the road started for me. But the sports part, I don't remember it not being a part of who I was. So how did you, uh, I don't know if breakout is the right word, but you said you wanted to be the Monday Night Football Reporter. Great. Yeah. Uh, you were a Miss Teen Illinois. You ran, you, you, you did the pageant thing. And yeah. most of the time, the pageant people I've met in this business end up as news readers or the sideline person. How is it you managed to break out of that and be more than that? Uh, thank you. Um, so I think the one thing I got from the pageant stuff is, and it's not, it's funny because I don't actually talk about it a lot because I think there's like a whole brand of 
toddlers and tiaras and whatever. And that's not what I did. Mm -hmm. The stuff that I started in was like, uh, I needed to submit a, a report card. Like my report card and a letter of recommendation from a teacher was part of it. Um, so I was doing stuff and it was teaching me how to speak, which sometimes I can actually do in my professional life. <laughs> um, sometimes I can't, but it was teaching me how to speak and it was teaching me how to be comfortable, like stage presence um, and some of those things. And that sort of carried over into when I was at my first job, they were like, Hey, we need a weekend weather anchor. Can you do it? And I was like, mm, sure. I didn't know anything. Hey, yes. <laughs> like, sure. Um, let me just figure this out. But I think that's, I, I sort of touched on this earlier. I always said yes to everything. Like if it was an uncomfortable situation, but it was an opportunity. I said yes to it. Hey, can you host the parade? Sure. Yep. I'll do it. Can you like, it didn't, it didn't, even if it didn't make sense, but a lot of those things sort of turned into opportunities and it turned into relationships with people. And at the end of the day, like I ended up at ESPN because I took a job somewhere else and somebody that we used to work with was like, stay in touch. And when the job that I took over a job at ESPN back in 2006 mm-hmm. was not all that it was cracked up to be. <laughs> My oldest. I, um, I reached back out to this woman and I was like, hi, I may be in the market. Can we talk? And she put me into touch with our current boss, John. And mm-hmm. that's how I got in, into the door. It was doing NASCAR, but I got in the door at ESPN doing that stuff. I just think like sports is a really big world. And I never wanted to be the person who lived in the numbers. I never wanted to be the person who was like, the final score is this. Because I had somebody tell me really early on, like, tell me something I don't already know. Mm-hmm. And there are times when like we're doing a highlight that I, I can't give you that something extra. But I think I always try to like tell the story of like how the game happened or give you something else that like you didn't know about, like something outside the numbers. Because I think it's the story and that's what brought me to it. I think it's the story, it's the human connection, it's the emotion, it's all of that stuff mm-hmm. that sort of drew me to sports. And that's what I, that still keeps me there now. Like that's what I still love about sports. It's not the stats, it's not the numbers, it's not like getting super weedy with war and OPS, it's the other stuff. And I, I think all of that sort of led me to whatever it is that I am now. We it's are, a really convoluted way to answer your question, but that was the well, question. Good. It's all good. Listen, we're, spa- we're smashing the, the, the pageant stereotype here. We had Miss Wisconsin, who became Miss uh, uh, USA. Uh, Miss, America. Miss America. Miss America. Miss America, yeah. yeah and she's, she's this uh, nuclear something or other that's yes. overhead. And we're just yeah, like... Nuclear engineer. Like, we get it, dude. You don't have to keep... You don't have to keep being AJ Foyt on the piece of metal with us and hammering us. I got it. You're way smarter than us. It's okay. We can do that. So, by the way, did I ever tell you this? I may have said it on the, t- the, the show and it may get cut out. I'll tell you anyway. Uh, I was back at Mizzou for their 100th anniversary of the J School, right? We are proud J School people. Just yep. that. And this gal comes down and she said she wanted to be a sideline reporter. And she's, and I had said, here's what, here's the thing. That's a great goal, but just expand yourself. Don't get pigeonholed into that. You don't want yep. That to be your only thing. Um, she was a former Miss Missouri, went to Dallas, worked for 18 months and married Tony Romo. <laughs> yeah, Candace Crawford. She's Chase Crawford's sister yep. of the gossip. Yeah. So yep. we sit there, this conversation, like, just just strive to be more than that. That's a great place to start, but don't get pigeonholed. Yeah. 
She did. She married Tony Romo. Or or marry Tony Romo. I mean, that right. works as well. I, like, and I, it never occurred to me to give that advice. So luckily, she figured that out. You know. There you go. I uh, actually have. Um, yeah. You know, I almost went to Mizzou. You should have. Whoops. Well, I didn't. I say that to everybody. I was offered. I was offered like a real job and an opportunity to go to school and work at the NBC affiliate mm-hmm. in my um, my first job. And so I was like, "Ooh, choices, decisions. What do I do?" And I made like it's weird to like go back and look at your life and be like, "Oh, I should have taken that." But like, I feel like I definitely made the right decision because I sort of feel happy with where I am now. So well, I, feel I am happy with where I am now. So right. tell me, at what at what point uh, did you start getting listed at Northern Illinois amongst their notable alumni? I don't think I am. Oh, oh, you're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. You want me to pull it up? I've seen it. Yeah. You, I looked because I'm like, oh, I don't know who else uh, that I, that might So be. obviously I didn't know about it. Yeah. So um, then you're not aware. So, but you were, so we'll have to go back and research that. I don't yeah. even think I'm a notable alumni from my high school. Oh, come on. Now that's. <laughs> Danica Patrick always gets the notable. How is it? Uh, screw her for a minute. How is okay. it Scott Hamilton ended up at your high school? Oh, okay. So, um, you know, the wagon wheel lodge. Like, uh, sadly, I'm not familiar. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, so it's like the only thing that like Rockton had. There used to be a training facility at this wagon wheel, okay. uh, and it was like a, an Olympic training ground for like this short window of time, and he trained there, so he went to my high school. That's crazy. That's that's all I know. That might be right, my so John, to- that might be my John Wisconsin for today is the time my mom nearly killed Scotty Hamilton. Um. <laughs> what? We do a John Wisconsin every episode, Nicole, where he tells us some crazy ass story from his childhood. And I'm not kidding. They're all crazy as hell. All so do you know there is some sort of connection and I have yet to figure out exactly what it is, but there's some sort of connection between John's mom and my cousin's husband because they are, my cousin's husband is the stock family. They're in green Bay. Um, and it was either your brother and his mother, den mom situation. Yeah. But there's some sort of like Boy Scout, yeah. Cub Scout wow. thing. Yeah. yeah. Will and Greg Stock, they lived around the corner over there on Rosalie <laughs> from Beamer Street. But that's, yeah. There's, there there we go. Yeah. So now let's we talk go, about. We, go, we apparently go way back. Now let's talk about uh, the other gal that gets all the thing. Because yeah. Danica was behind you in school. She's two, year, she's two years behind me in school. Yeah. Okay. Um, how, how is that? Cause I have always heard there was some friction. Well, I wouldn't say there's friction. I just think that like our lives were very, our lives were very different. Um, cause she searched for racing. <laughs> it didn't fall. She did. She and she racing. actually, she and I left Hananiga at the same, the same year. So she, I graduated in 98. And then I think the next year is when she moved to, to London and she raced in Europe. So like what was weird was, she and I were both sort of, I mean, she skyrocketed and I was slowly moving my way up, but like she skyrocketed at the same time that I was coming on to the scene mm-hmm. as well. And so like, we've always kind of been, she's like here and I'm like way down here somewhere. <laughs> like, but we've always sort of like been, you know, around each other. Um, and then there was a one time like an in indie where her and Ryan got into a, an incident on pit road and it took them, you know, both out of the race, which sucked. And then she tried to like storm down and have a little temper tantrum. So there was that. The so, like, there's like a thing, there's like a thing there, you know, but like, she's, she's like, I would say we've both grown and changed a lot. 
I'm trying to be nice, John. You're putting me in an odd spot. I just wanted, I just carry you. I don't need all of it. I just want to know that you were there. So, but how did we react when she dated Aaron Rodgers? Cause you're like, okay, now my whole world is class colliding in ways. I don't need kind it. Of, kind of. That's why I was like, <laughs> there's just no end to like this, like weird revolving circle. Like make it stop. Yeah. Yes. How can I get off this thing? Uh, yeah. I just feel like I'm on this weird merry-go-round with her constantly. Yeah. By the way, where are you? Aaron Rodgers? Yes or no? Damn no, it, I was going to ask that. Good riddance. Get gone. Get out of here. Yes. See? No, no. It's going to require a large amount of patience, which I'm not sure I have, although I'm not sure I've had it the last couple of years either, because we are going to suck. Like I said to John, hey. here, I was like, I was like, how many games do you think they're going to win this year? And you were like six to eight. And I was like, God, eight feels generous. Um, but like, it's going to take. Also, I tend to be cynical. I tend to be a Debbie Downer when it comes to my <laughs> sports teams. So, I'm you know, like there's that. Oh, yeah, she thinks they should win every game. But like, you know, I, I just think it's going to be it's going to be a little brutal for a while. But I'm kind of tired of the crap. So I was like, go on, take yourself and go someplace else. We're good. Yep. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. 100% tired of the crap. The only person that's not tired of the crap is that guy. That one. Kind of. Damn it. It'll be one. fascinating to see how it plays out in New York, because obviously Green Bay and New York are very different media markets. So, you know, how's that going to go? I will right. say this. I'm just going to say this about different media markets. Yep. Uh, Green Bay is is obviously kinder mm -hmm. or more kind. Well, I don't uh, excuse kinder. me if I conjugated the verb wrong. Um, but I don't know that. And there's umpteen more outlets. But I don't know that you are more scrutinized in New York than you are in Green Bay. I because think there's different Green kind Bay of access. Paper. Yes, Green Bay is the paper and the, the media is right there. But Trev, how many people do you say, oh, I talked to my guy who's the insurance guy today and he told me about somebody with a broken foot. Inside like, scoop stuff, yeah. Like, that's a harder thing that he's not going to have in New York City. He's just not. So I think yeah. he's prepared for that. He's had people crawl all over his life up and down. You know? Yeah. I don't think it's different. I don't know. I think it's, I think I it's different. I think the when the... I think when I think when the scrutiny, if he's in a position where he is criticized, I think the criticism will be louder. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure he's ever experienced that. Yeah. And it'll be it'll so, be I always say Green Bay once in a while, they'll poke at you, but they're never trying to draw blood in New York. They don't no. mind drawing blood. That'll be they want a, to draw blood. Yeah, That's a different look for sure. All right, let me get let me get one in edgewise here for a second. Back to this journalism thing for just a moment. Three years ago, NFC Championship game, Packers, John was on the air after they got trounced. And I remember texting him going, how do you do this? How, how when your team just got the shit beat out of it, do you turn on the, I'm on SportsCenter now, not a Packers fan. And I would ask you the same thing. I know that, I know what your answer is going to be, but like maybe go your favorite baseball team. Well, like, when they I won the like World Series, where were you? I was there. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Um, no, so and I was and I was actually in Dallas when Green Bay won the Super Bowl that year too, nice. which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I think that the like this is the part I sort of said earlier. Like we we watch sports, we follow sports, we get into sports, we play sports because it's like uh there's a connection, there's an emotion, there's a thing. Um, and I think we've gotten to a point with like sports television, sports journalism, where like people watch us because they're entertained by us or they like us or there is a connection between them and us or they think we're something. 
where I'm a little more honest about my fandom now than I may have been 10 years ago. Um, so like, I'm not going to sit there and criticize coaching or that sort of thing, but I might like groan during a play or something, you know, something like that where it's like, it's, I don't think you're ever going to watch me do a highlight of one of my teams and question which side I'm on, but I'm also not going to be like, Poo-pooing the other team. Yes. Yes, John. Yes. I was like, no, I was going to make an option. I don't know that if people watch you, they could tell you were a Packer fan. Uh, but because most of the time you have the highlight. Your disgust with the Cubs comes through a lot. It does. <laughs> but I think, but I think in football and even season. Like, in a, like game 70 in June, you're still, you're like. <laughs> yeah, it is a thing. It is a thing. But I also think it's just, it's become like a little bit of a shtick. But I also think when it comes to Green Bay, when you and I work together, mm -hmm. you you sort of trump me because you've you've been yeah. there for so long. So you have you always have the Green Bay highlight, Pays and I right. So like I you know I never you know I I don't get it. So I don't know if you would have had the same like if you were watching. Maybe I don't I don't know. I tell people all the time. I gave up crying on my teams at about twenty five. You know. And then Missouri's never been close enough to anything. Right, so you don't have to worry about it. Right. Like, if they got in the national title game for something or went to the Final Four, I might be completely different on that. But the rest of it, I don't. Mm -hmm. Does Ryan understand these kind of things? Like, he does now. Well, like, no. Like, he he has to be a Packer fan now. Like, he <clears> has, to, has to be. Otherwise, like, my mom would be like, no, get out of here. My mom right. is mad. My mom is mad at me because my oldest is my, my oldest does not like football. My oldest doesn't like to watch sports. And my mom is, this is actually a point of contention between me, me and my mom. She finds it annoying that I don't like encourage it more. <laughs> so, yeah. But he doesn't, he doesn't, I mean, I'm assuming there's some Australian equi equivalent of that kind of, of uh, fandom. It might be soccer. It might be well, Australian rules football. But, but like, does, yeah. does he ever? Yeah, does he ever look at that and go, "You people are sort of whacked out." Like, I, how? Yeah. How can he? How can he understand the Cubs thing? A hundred and you know how many years it was, and you know. I don't know. I you know I don't know. We've talked about it. But does he ever look I, at it and you go like, I don't like. Have you had a moment where he goes, "That's actually not the person that I thought I had married." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. that I did not know. We definitely had that during the World Series and a couple of like big moments in like Green Bay's playoff history where like, because I turn into like, like, all, all like during like big moments, not like, normal. Tony, the pitching coach. Of I like, to yes, I like totally <laughs> rock. Like during, okay, so during the Cubs run to the World Series in 2016, we had just had Blake, who will be seven tomorrow. Um, so she's like newborn stages. She was born in July. And so now we're at October. And so she's like newborn. She's like a little bit of a spitty uppy baby. But I had this lucky freaking sweatshirt. I was not taking the sweatshirt off. And I had this rule most of the time where like she could spit up on me a couple of times. But like once we got to like three, then you're just like smelling like baby vomit and you, you need sure. to like cleanse yourself. I refuse to take this damn sweatshirt off. And I know that there were there were points where he was like, he's loony. But yeah, he's still here. So John says, if you uh, have that amount of superpower, use it for something good. Right. No superstition on your end whatsoever, Jay. None. It's crazy. All right. None. We'll wrap it up with Nicole Briscoe, Wisconsin's own and ESPN Sports Center anchor, right along with John Anderson. In just a bit, we're Inside Wisconsin. The Inside Wisconsin show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Lane's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, 
Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. I asked you last episode, John, if you were a koozie guy, right? Like, yeah. And usually yeah. Miller Lite doesn't last long enough in my golf cart or yours or Correct. anywhere else that we need a koozie. The Pink Flamingo is next weekend, and we make yeah. koozies. And okay. people buy them, and they're excited. But here's, here's the kicker. We sell Miller Lite by the case at the Pink Flamingo. You can literally walk up to the bar. It's the best part of summer here in Deep Pier. You walk up to the bar and you can buy a case of Miller Lite and take it back to your little group. Perfect. We pour ice in there and so on and everything. So I was on the golf course the other day and Mm -hmm. I did not drink my Miller Lite fast enough. I felt terrible. It got warm. Why were you distracted? Uh, I was trying to golf and it was really hot. Okay. So I turned into a koozie guy. Uh, I know that that's not a, a typical thing, but my whole point is is Miller Lite, hot days, super hot here in Wisconsin, stupid hot. Yep. Uh, grab a Miller Lite. Maybe use a koozie, maybe not. But that was my shameless pl- plug for the Pink Flamingos that coming next weekend, go. and Miller Lite will be had. Good. Uh, so I, had, I just would like to add real quick, I had a 12-pack of Miller Lite in my, not a case, a 12-pack in my fridge in the garage. Okay. Uh, and then I have been traveling. I have been gone. And when I thought, oh, I had come back literally from a golf course. And I thought, oh, I have one of those. And you know how you you go to pull it out because you think it's a 12 pack and you expect a certain weight. So it turns out that that the boy who's home from college, <laughs> who's 21, but he's, he's been, been so Cobb, do you know anything about this? Well, yeah, yeah, I knock one or two off every once in a while and had some of the boys over. So like, okay, but yeah, so it's just, it was the thing that you just go to pull it out knowing, oh, okay, I don't even know that it had been opened. So you're going to pull it, right? You expect that certain kind of resistance and it's nothing. Yeah. Wait a minute. So what happened? Threw it out the garage because there was only like two left in there. So, That's great. Oh, yeah. Drinking dad's beer when you're home from college. Nothing gets better than that. That's awesome. That doesn't, That's get, you grounded. That doesn't get you grounded in this house. No. no. <laughs> That's he's of age, too, and he's 21, and he's, you know, good for him. He's a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Th- there is more. They sell it everywhere, which is literally yes. right now with the Miller you know, Lite in your I hand. I don't know if you knew this. You can get it uh, delivered to your home. Yep. About to okay. tell you all about that. With a Miller yep. Lite in your hand, summer doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door with MillerLite.com slash Inside Wisconsin. That's where you go. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, go there. MillerLite.com slash Inside Wisconsin. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. We're back. The Inside Wisconsin show. Nicole, Trevor, John. All right. Two for me and then the ever-famous J.A. Lightning round. Here's my first one. Does Ryan still have an Aussie accent? And if he does, how don't you? Uh, I don't think he does because I don't hear it anymore. Everyone else in my life will tell me he does have an accent. Like he says, my my Aussie accent is awful. It's atrocious. Like I can't even, no, can't even. Good. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, I think if he was English, I'd probably have an English accent. That I could do. But the Aussie, there's something about the Aussie that mm, can't do it. If I lived with somebody with an accent, I would pick it up yes. like that. Yes. Oh, like a southern accent? Hell yeah. I'd be yeah. like, so I'd be a southern bill. Can you tomorrow. do a Wisconsin accent? Can you do a thick one? No, I had to go to like. Um, go. 
I had, yeah, I had to like go and get that like removed from my, my okay. soul. Um, so <laughs> I, it does occasionally uh, come out, but I cannot do it on cue anymore. Good. You did it earlier, actually. I took a mental note of that, that there was quite the, no, no. Yeah. Oh, Winnebago too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the other question in regards to you growing up in Wisconsin and kind of, you can take Wisconsin and out of the girl, but not the girl, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. What was your favorite memory? Like if you had something that you wanted your girls to experience here in Wisconsin that you got to as a little girl, what is it? It's all the little things. Like my, um, one of my like best memories is when I was uh, little, my, my mom's parents, her father like is first generation from Switzerland and his parents had a, a cheese shop in central Wisconsin. And so I remember my grandfather like picking me up, holding me over the vat of cheese and me plucking cheese out of the vat. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that like I want my kids to have like the little things with their family. And when I say like going up North and having like the chance to reset, that's what I want them to have for their childhood. Like those happy memories. And, and it, and it all, it's always the little things like you can take them and flood them with gifts. You can take them to Disney or Hawaii or whatever it is. But nine times out of 10, when you look back at your childhood, it's the stuff that I was just talking about that they're going to remember the most. And so that's the kind of stuff that I want to fill their lives with. And now you know why we bought a Winnebago. Yeah. Exactly it. Winnebago. But isn't, and isn't that sort of that, that, that runs exactly parallel with what you say you try to do in journalism and telling people, because I can yeah. read seven to five for the school. Yeah. How do I connect somebody with the moment that happens with those? So, yeah. Uh, usually when I do this lightning round, it's, we're just, we go like this, but I have one that I didn't get in. So if this takes longer, it might, it might do the whole thing. Oh no. Okay. I want to know how it is a race car driver's wife doesn't have a nervous breakdown every time he gets in that car. I how, used to. How does one, I used to. how does one compartmentalize that? You don't, you don't, you, I used to, I remember like, um, it was, it was pretty terrifying when he was in IndyCar. Because that's the shit that will kill you. Um, and there were a couple of times where either I, I probably drank too much during a couple of races, which is a horrible thing to say, but like that's probably the truth. Or I used to work um, and we would be on the air at the same time that they would be racing. Mm -hmm. And I would have a computer set up next to me. And like I would literally just be watching it to make sure that he was fine. Like I'm not, I don't care where he is in the race. Like, is he fine? Um, and like one time he was in an accident, it was a road course race in Toronto and he broke his wrist and I was on air and the caution came out and it said it was him. And like you do, you start to feel yourself like, like you're, you're breathing faster and, and you're mm -hmm. getting pul sweaty palms, that sort of thing. Um, I do think you do get used to it a little bit more. Um, the stakes felt higher after we had kids. Um, but I remember this, like. The day after Dan Weldon died in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. he had gotten up. Uh, we got up the next morning and we went to like Starbucks and we were just like sitting there in just silence. And I remember looking at him and, and asking him like, when did you realize the job that you chose could kill you? And he said, yesterday. Mm. And so like the real compartmentalization is on their side. Sure. And so you'd kind of like inherit it and you like, 
there are wonderful things about it as well. The, the sport and the career, you know, things that I've gotten to, to see and do because of that. Um, but it does not come without risk and it is very nerve wracking. I do. I think I, I, I say this now, like he's still racing, but what he does is like safer by, you know, racing standards. And I probably take for granted his safety now in a way that I, I probably shouldn't, I should probably be more, I should probably worry about him more than I do. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I look at that and, you know, like my mom always gets nervous because she's just afraid I might mis mispronounce a word and it could be right. embarrassing. Well, right? Like it's, it's, I, I, it's, it's admirable what they do and they all feel like they're bulletproof, right? They've got the wheel. As long as I right. have the wheel, I'm okay. Did and I ever you tell don't. you, do, do you know the story of he got into this wreck in California a couple of years ago? Finley, my oldest was eight, like 18 months old and he went airborne and nose first into the ground. And it was at the end of the race and he was like in contention to win the damn thing. And so we were sitting on the couch and I was like, I had her because I wanted her to like, if he won, I wanted her to like see it and be sure. like aware. And so she was there and there was a restart and the restart went all pear shape and he ended up taking flight and nosing it into mm -hmm. the ground. And I picked her up and I moved her to the kitchen and I was like, let's get snacks because mm -hmm. I didn't... I didn't know what was going to happen, sure. but I didn't want her to then see that and have that somehow like in her 18 month old brain. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately removed her from the situation. Um, and he was fine. Like he was fine. He actually like waved to the camera, but I didn't see any of it because <laughs> I was protecting Apple slices. Finley's memory. Right. Like, well, what, what do you want? Cheetos? Great. Here you go. Like that sort of thing. So, I hmm. mean, so now we're going to have to ask some other questions. Otherwise, we're, I'm going to be go. fraught with this. this okay. All right. Um, how do you feel about the nickname, The Icon? <laughs> it is undeserved, but I love it because I love yeah. your daughter. Yeah. She's a Katie calls me The Icon. Every time I get to work, she just yes. gets, are you working with The Icon tonight? Icon. Uh, yeah. Trevor asks me this all the time. What foods do you absolutely need to have at your tailgate? Uh, cheese curds and nacho dip. Um, I'm a sucker for Cheetos. And you got to have the cheese and crackers with the summer sausage. So everything is tied to cheese. <laughs> yes. Great. Yes. Uh, what, is the, what is the elevation of Rib Mountain? Oh, I have no idea. But I could see it out the, my back window as a kid. 1,942 feet. Is it really? Yeah. Huh. Rate, your, rate your skiing ability. Are you a green circle, a blue square, a black diamond, or a double black diamond? Uh, I hover between the greens and the blues. After okay, my cool. knee injury, I don't like. I could, I can handle blacks, but mm, I'm not. I'm not going down that road. Okay. I'm not doing uh, that again. If you went on an, if you went on a crime spree and you needed an accomplice, Butchie, Levy, or me? You, you've seen Butchie with his shirt off, so <laughs> I mean, <laughs> go with him. Okay, sorry. Well, what if you needed help? What if you needed help burying a body? Still him? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Illinois, need, sometimes you just need those muscles. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, Illinois is the land of Lincoln. How many city, towns, and villages in Wisconsin are named Lincoln? I'll give you the over under at 10. Zero. 12. No yeah. way. There are 12. It is true. Uh, last time you changed or rotated a tire? Never. Good. What? Do you own a fire suit? Me personally, no, yeah. I don't. Uh-uh. There are several in my house, but none of them are mine. 
Okay. Very good. Uh, cheddar cheese on your apple pie, yes or no? No. Okay. So there's one thing you want. Uh, favorite packer? All time? Yep. Oh. Don Mikowski is the first one that came to mind because he's like the formative years. Plus, so I'm going to go with that. Glorious mullet. Yeah, he was great. Magic man. You know, that's the last Packer jersey I bought is I have a number seven Mikowski jersey. No huh. way. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, favorite cub? Ooh. I really loved Javi Baez when he was there. I also loved Jake Arrieta. Um, Good. I don't know. I, um, Rizzo. Rizzo and, I, I loved the Brizzo combo. I don't okay. know. Uh, Notice all of them were on the World Series team. Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, there were no dogs in Nothing there. Nothing from the 90s no. there. No, okay. no. Since you don't consider yourself one, uh, who is the more notable UNI alumni, Wood Harris or Cindy Morgan? So Wood um, Harris was, uh, remember the Titans, he was Julius. I, yeah. And Cindy Morgan was Lacey Underall in Caddyshack. In case you didn't know, God, that's not who's that. that's not who I thought it was. Oh, so obviously uh, not not her. <laughs> okay, uh, and finally, why on earth would anybody want to run more than not just a marathon, but more than one? <laughs> to keep proving myself that I can. Did you run today yet? I did. How far? About five and a half. Oh my God! It was an easy day. It was an easy day. Yeah, that's you ran it. thirteen the other day. I did. I've run, I've only run twenty five this week. What so. are you prepping for? Chicago. Oh, cool. Yeah. So are you going to eventually Chicago. get all the worlds or just the big ones here in the I States? I think I'm just going to do the big ones here in the States. I had said after, I had said before Boston, which I ran in uh, April, like, let's see how it goes. Because I did New York last November and it was just, it was not an enjoyable mm -hmm. experience. Like it just not, did not go according to plan. And I was like, God, maybe I'm done. And then I got in the opportunity to do Boston and I was like, well, I'm going to do Boston. Um, and that was everything about it was great. So I was like, God, Chicago was the one I was supposed to start with. And it mm -hmm. feels like home. So like, I feel like I want to do Chicago because that's home, but then like Boston and New York that we're like right between them. So that's also yep. like home now. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Until like, you nice run the Green Bay Cellcom. Okay. Cellcom or grandma's up in Duluth. There's okay. Hang music. on. So my cousin, the one that's married to the man from Green Bay, we have a bet that I will, I'm going to lose. And it was like whoever's baseball team, Brewers or Cubs, was ahead of the other at uh, the All-Star break would get to pick where we go to run a half marathon. And so I guarantee she brings me home to do a race there. So I'd, I'd be willing to bet I'm in Green Bay to do a half. Solid. Or just go do half. the bellin. The half is kind of in it. Go, go, go do like – cool runs like that go go run famous road races that, that'd be the awesome like like grandma's okay. great grandma's the, yeah the bellin run is a, an amazing run like meb kafleski's won that like three or four times like it's okay. a really well thought of go go run that one and it's only what what's the bellin 10k no it's like an eight something there, I don't, it's, there's it's, different it's, levels i think not different. it's okay. the, the only half or full in our area is the cell count all I know is that uh, everything you do in life is really admirable, uh, whether oh, it's running, fine. whether it's uh, your sports, whether it is uh, sports casting, whether it is raising your girls, all of that stuff. 
And uh, it is, we are so lucky that you had a minute to come on and visit with us. Thank and you. by a minute, I mean 62 is what the timer says. Yes. <laughs> so you are gracious as always. And uh, I'll Thank see you. you um, I will see you on Sunday this night. Weekend, Sunday night. So uh, happy birthday for uh, the, the youngster. Can and I, then, can I and bring champagne? Sunday, Sunday night, happy birthday in advance. Thank you. Can I bring mm -hmm. champagne to the show? Can we do that? Giddy up. Yes. Because yes. somebody throws, Done. A, somebody throws a, 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 uh, another perfect, perfect game, game, we'll post them and we'll just do the show snockered by the time we get done. I like it. All right, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Good to meet Bye. you. We have her soul still. I mean, now, now you know why she's the icon. There you go. She's the icon for many reasons. But yeah, that's what Katie calls her. She's the icon. And now the icon. You know, whenever I put my schedule on my day planner, because I'm old and I still have a day planner, <laughs> I'll put who, who I'm working with. M.E., Mike Eves, I'm working with me. Uh, Bucci is I'm working with Booch. Leaves, Casey for Kevin Connors. Um, Max, Max McGee, Z for Zubin. And then when I work with Nicole, I just write icon. Icon. And she she couldn't quite commit that it was home here in Wisconsin, but she says both. I and that, that. Yeah, I totally understand. And she, yeah, I mean, like, she did win Miss Teen Illinois, so it's kind of hard to pitch that out the door. And first runner-up in the pageant, but still, it's okay. A sa listen, a sash is different than the soul. This is true. We have the soul. They can have the sash. That's fine. Oh, All good. Say. And by the way, yeah, if you look at her town, right, it, it literally is. It was like Beloit, South Beloit, which I didn't know was yeah. a thing. Uh, yeah, they're like a, she's a, she she grew up in a suburb of Beloit. That's simple. She could walk to Wisconsin if she really wanted to. I bet uh, she could run there and back every day. Is what no she doubt. does. Yeah, marathon runner. Jeez, I love that the way you talk about your marathon. You told Kenseth, I think you said I run too, and he's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same day, <laughs> same day. Ran him on the same day. Not only did I run two, I ran him on the same day. That's right. You're yeah. first, and you're you will never you're never going to do that again. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully not. It'll be fun. <laughs> what you are going to do again is tell us another story from John's childhood. We call it John Wisconsin. Are you going to let one up? Like, there's a couple that you've been hanging on to here for a minute. Yeah. Are you going to let one out of the bag? I'm going to do this because uh, she mentioned, Nicole mentioned Door County going up there. Part yeah. of the reason I also, I love Door County is after it gets dark, right? Whether it's, here's a bonfire with s'mores. Yeah. Or we used to go along this pier that when we had our cottage up at Sand Bay and you'd catch crawfish, right? You'd go in there, wait with a dark and a flashlight and you just go catch them by hand. I've never done that. It's fantastic. Special place. The other part I love is when you get out there, it's so remote that you look up and you can see literally a million stars. It's, it's one of the great things. It's so dark. You're so far out of the city and you just go up and you're, you can literally be wowed. I don't know yeah. if that's happened to you or not, but it oh, is. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I just go up and I stare at the heavens. So I'm going to finally tell you the time that I, in my infinite, uh, sort of almost godlike thing, I changed yes. the heavens. Yes. Awesome. All right. I had help. Um, I'll keep yeah, the well, name. You always Carver. have help. Yeah. And it's usually the same character, and we'll see. So Green Bay Southwest High School, when it was built, uh, money was kind of plentiful. My high school had a planetarium. In the basement, there was a planetarium. Now I think they turned it into some, I don't know, supply closet. But they had this planetarium. And so you went in, and obviously there's the big dome above you. And around the bottom of the dome was the city. 
So you could kind of see a bridge here and some of the taller buildings and a church steeple. And it, 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 it sort of mirrored the city. And you would go in there and uh, God rest his soul. He's no longer with us. passed away recently. Uh, Ray Greisinger, a.k.a. Crazy Ray, who was mm -hmm. our teacher for a chem study and then physics, where he had a unit on astronomy and how to you know tell us. He would go in and he would give, uh, he, he used it for our class, and then they would have field trips and kids would come in and you'd sit around and he'd flip on uh, the light and here's the heavens above Green Bay. So you could tell where the Big Dipper was or Orion and some of these constellations in, in the, uh, as it related to the cityscape. I'm giggling, wondering what you put up there. This is going to be okay. great. So now the way that works is it had this big bubble, right? It, it has this big, very delicate uh, glass um, black bubble with holes in it. And it sits over a light, a very bright light. And so then you turn on the light of the projector and boom, now all those pinholes become the stars on the top of, of the dome, of the sky. And then it can be, it can turn, it can do some of those things. So uh, during one of our rehearsals for the school musical, we go up to where the lighting thing is, and there's all these black gels. Mm -hmm. So those of us that had helped Crazy Ray every once in a while give these presentations, we think, you know what we could do? is I bet if we could take that thing off really gently. So we start kind of fashioning, well, you know, kind of not really chicken wire, but with some coat hangers and some ingenuity. And we get these black gels and we just start poking holes all over in them. And so we form this thing and now we delicately go down there and we take, we undo the screws and remove it. And we put this makeshift thing on and Crazy Ray goes down there to give this, uh, field trip of, you know, sixth graders or fifth graders. And he flips on the light and he looks up and. <laughs> what was it? Nothing. It's just <laughs> random pinholes. You can't make as many were in there. And then you could see, cause we didn't have it all tight together. It's another slivers of light up there. And all you hear is Frelick Anderson. I don't know how it is. We were suspected of doing this. I use not wrong, but yeah. anyway, so now we got to go down there and I don't think we truly understood how much the thing we took off was, how expensive it was. Yeah. If something had happened to it, we really would have not, it would have been off. Um, but uh, uh, so we literally changed all this and he just went crazy. And so we were literally assigned to dish duty. So you watch the beakers and the, you know, all the vials and all these things, the Petri dishes for like life. Jeez. But I think Crazy Ray in the end kind of enjoyed the ingenuity of the whole project. And we probably did two weeks worth and then we got clean. Um, but Man. I, of all the stupid things I've ever done in my life, that's one of my all time favorites because we're like, that's pretty one. It was bold. We like that. You always think you're smarter than you are, but we're like, I think that's that's pretty clever. That we so we that one you could actually take credit for, right? That you actually were like proud to take credit for. That was, I, don't, I don't hide from that one as much, but we literally, yeah, and and <laughs> we might not, we might have been spurned to the idea by those that had gone before us, but it was, uh, we literally changed the heavens above the uh, crying skies of Wisconsin. Wow, that made me tear up. I was laughing that hard. But when you get out there and you go look in a dark night in Wisconsin, you see everything. That's where it's actually supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. um, 
And then if, well, the planetarium's gone. But if it ever was, you know, it's a shame. When I went back and got the Notable Alumni Award, which was very nice at Southwest, uh, I can still, they gave me two student ambassadors. And they said, can we show you around the school? And I'm like, okay, but I spent, you know, three years here. I pretty much know my way around. And I, I said, take me down to the planetarium. And they're like, the what? And we, so we went down. I said, where's this? And then it was, like I said, it was a supply closet. Oh, or they had something. It was really a shame. And uh, wow. Now they still took me down to the swimming pool. And then I showed those kids how to break into the swimming pool. So I felt like I really had passed on <laughs> useful you information to those kids. Write that down. I don't think we know that story yet. <laughs> yep. Next. Next. Oh, anyway, so there you go. If anybody ever needs help with that, I, you know, these are things you know, I can do. You grew up in a different time because some of the stuff that you pulled off in high school gets kids expelled today. Like you probably could. I don't. I, I'd does. like to think that if I'd like to think if you go to Southwest High School where Rod Bohm, one of my classmates, is still the uh, the principal now, he would be understanding of those things. By the way, that's one of my favorite things about Rod being the principal. Every once in a while, like we try to set something up, and I'll go, "Oh, I, I got a guy. I'll, I'll call him." Right. But when you say you got a guy, it makes it sound like it could be shady, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah. he's a guy. At the school. Like he's the principal. Like he's a legit guy. The guy. Just, a, you know, it's just not like a like a guy. Oh, man. You know, you don't have to go see lefty over at Southwest High School to get <laughs> like he's, he's a legit dude when it comes through. So I'm anyway, not convinced you actually got it. Did they sign your diploma? Are you sure you graduated from there? Hello. With honors. honors okay, good. With honors. The whole thing. You're right. I think it was probably an easier time. And and. I don't know that ever anything we ever did was nefarious or malicious or we just thought we were, you know, we just thought we were funny. You were. It turns out you were because we've been doing this now for two and a half straight years where you tell a story literally every yeah. single well, that one. Time. If I was going to list all the John was, that's one of my favorites. I don't know that that's... I can top that. So we might have to quit the whole segment after this. No, we're not doing that. We're going to try to top it next time we do this at the end of the Inside Wisconsin show which is after we talked to our guest, who today was Nicole Briscoe. She was fantastic. To steal a line from my friends at Sherman Sausage Company, little plug there, authentic Wisconsin. She <laughs> was absolutely authentic Wisconsin. I love it. All right, Jay, good times are had, man. We will see well, you next time. Wisconsin, we'll see you next time as well. Remember, subscribe, share, like, comment, and uh, five stars again on a podcast. Or, that's what you do. You, you leave five stars. Or a we'll million stars. Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. A million stars. Don't replace the stars. Just leave five stars. All right, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. as you were, we'll see you next time. Remember to subscribe on YouTube. Leave a review. Smash the like button. Just get with us. The Inside Wisconsin Show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Shut up and sit down.